Welcome back to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. <laughs> that is some serious radio voice right there. <laughs> We're Stacy and P. Oh, I'm trying out this new chair and it's like a little noisy. I hit something on the arm of the chair. I don't know what's going on. Oh, did it angle out? I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's adjustable. <laughs> anyway, this may be all re- readjusted by the time I'm done. I squirm <laughs> while we talk. Um,. <laughs> We're Stacy and Pete. Did I say that already? Well, if you did, you've said it twice, so I don't know. Doubling down. Double down. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. Doubling down on that, too. Oh, I already said that. (laughs) (laughs) I can delete it, or I'll just leave it in. (laughs) need to wake up. It is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day to all of you out there. This will probably be like a month after, but that's okay. Happy Mother's Day. Are you annoyed that I just stepped all over you? It's okay. I didn't mean to. It's all right. Listen, we're just getting our mojo back, all right? (laughs) We just recorded like three days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we did have a a late night last night. We did. We had a a bit of an impromptu party. Yes. So we're getting into the groove slowly, but surely. Oh, speaking of Mother's Day... If you didn't see it, I shared today, I put together this little compilation of toy commercials from the 80s and early 90s, all of like baby dolls and like Quince and the Magic Nursery dolls and My Child dolls, Cabbage Patch Kids, the Hart family with the babies, all kinds of 80s toys. And I basically said, you know, happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. And even though I haven't given birth, I've been raising babies since the 80s. Yes, you have. (laughs) I thought that was fun. It is fun. Oh, we didn't say hello to Pickles, Harold, or Bartholomew today. Oh, apologies, boys. Greetings and salutations. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings and salutations. Oh, that's really good (laughs) with your Christian Slater impression. I like it. All right. You know, we like to do our little weekend review and talk about something that has been going on kind of in our social media world. So last week I shared a meme that just has been going around for a while. I'm not sure of the originator of the meme, but it says therapist. Your therapist is saying, think of your safe space. Me. And then it's just a picture of kids sitting under the parachute in PE. Yeah. We all know the one. And I, I'm pretty sure we all kind of look at that as like this super magical time because I don't know. It was like you knew it was going to be a fun day when you saw that parachute getting pulled out when you went to PE class. I feel like for me, it was usually like a rainy day or a Friday, something like that. I can remember the first time that thing came out. Yeah. And it's like, what are we going to do with this? And then it was so incredible when you lift that up and then everybody's underneath it. Like teamwork. Teamwork. You you all do it together and then you all reap the benefits. You do. Of getting to sit underneath this rainbow bubble (laughs) and just kind of giggle and I don't know, soak it in. Also, what we would do before we did the parachute, like the full like coverage thing, is we would put a ball in and bounce it around and you would play a game with that. Or we called it like popcorn or something. Maybe we put a bunch of balls in there. I feel like, yeah, we would launch it up in the air. And then try to catch it or keep it going. Right. So fun. It is. Great idea by whoever came up with that originally. I know. I just looked it up. It is from Lessons from the Minivan. That's the name of their Instagram account. But- I meant whoever invented this activity for PE. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's who you were looking up. I was like, wow, how did they have an Instagram account back then? How did you find the originator of this? (laughs) That would be an interesting thing. to Like, who was the first person to come up with this game you could play with the parachute? They're like, ooh, what's this? Let's And then it like spread everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like I've ever talked about that or shown a picture of that with one person saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know? So anyway, when I shared the post, I was also talking about the Cozy Club, which is something we haven't really talked about in a while. If you're a longtime listener of our podcast, you know that there was a a brief period of time where we were 
pretty much every episode or every other episode, whatever, talking about things that gave us the warm and fuzzies Mm -hmm. when we were a kid. And people would send us their stories and we would share those and we would talk about, you know, like shows that made us feel cozy and things like that. And so there's going to be an upcoming episode where we're going to share some of the comments that were made underneath that post. Okay. Because there were a lot of them and they were, they're all, you know, worthy of sharing. They're really good. And I thought that I would also share something that's been making me feel warm and fuzzy lately. Right. This community, the We Don't Want to Grow Up community in the last month or so, just from people that we have met through our podcast, through social media, we've had cupcakes sent to us. Yeah. Delicious Um, cupcakes. Yes. I had someone send me crystals and someone sent me some older magazines that I was super excited about. And it's not about getting things, but it's just the fact that we've made these connections with people through our podcast, through our social media. It kind of makes me emotional a little bit. Most everyone that we've connected with have been so kind. And the people in our Facebook group, by the way, which is called the Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. Come and join it. Come join. All of those people are amazing. Joanna keeps things running over there. But now we have so many people that are also participating and making their own posts and sharing their own pictures and their own memories. And it's exactly what I want. Like, it's the kind of place that I've dreamt of having around our podcast and just this whole idea. Well, I can remember like talking about it early days when we were going on walks and it was about what it's become. You know, it's like this form. It's like, wow, wouldn't it be great if X, Y, and Z happened? Mm -hmm. Some of it has. I know. Sometimes I don't let myself enjoy those things as much as I should. Yeah, because it's great. It is great. I mean, even if it's not huge yet, you know, but it's it's growing. And even if it never got any bigger than it is right now, it's perfect. I love it. It is so much fun to engage with people, talk with them, get their thoughts, their memories, all this kind of stuff. It's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun for me. And I think it is a lot of fun for you, although it is a lot of work for you. It's a lot of work, but things like that make it worth it. It reminds me of why we're doing this. And not to mention, like, we've had a few people recently leaving us some really sweet reviews on Apple Podcasts. The other day, I read one to you that, I mean, I I teared up reading. So thank you for those that have taken the time to do that as well. But anyway, so look out for that episode where we're going to share some more cozy memories that other people have shared with us and send us your stories if you have any that you'd like to share. Do it. Mm -hmm. Time for a little show and tell. It is time for show and tell. And coming to the front of the class this week, we have Anthe. Anthe. It's a Greek name. Ah, They had to tell me how to pronounce it. (laughs) Well, thank um, you. We didn't have to look it up on Google. That's right. I love it. So she was born in 1988. So that makes her 34. 34. Favorite 80s movie, Mischief, Tough Turf. She said the only movie that James Spader doesn't play a (laughs) dad. I've got to check that out. (laughs) Grease 2, which you know is one of my faves. Yes. And The Heavenly Kid. That sounds familiar. I feel like I can see the box art for that. Yeah, I can see it too. I remember watching it. I don't really remember what happens in it, but favorite 80s songs Wild Child by Wasp Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo and Everywhere I Go The Call I like it alright favorite 90s movies The Crow ooh good one Cry Baby Also a good one. And Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. I wonder if that's like the longest movie title ever. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm sure it would be in the top five at least. Yeah. I've never watched that. The title put me off. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a fun one. Favorite 90s song from Guns N' Roses, You Could Be Mine. Favorite 80s and 90s TV shows. We have Golden Girls. Saved by the Bell. Tales from the Crypt. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Gumby. Little Bear. The Munsters. Alf. The Nanny. Full House. And Beverly Hills 90210. What a solid list. Very solid. Were the Munsters in the 80s? Well, no. I mean, they came out, I believe, in the 60s. In the 60s, right? She just watched them in the 80s. Okay, same here. 
I mean, that's how I feel about all, a lot of those. Remember, I, last year I made like this compilation video of shows that actually came out in like the 60s and 70s. Yes. But we grew up watching them in the 80s and 90s. Right. A bunch of people had stuff to say about that. They'd be like, maybe I said that the 80s kids watched and yeah. they were like, also 90s kids. Like, yeah, people, 90s kids too, 90s kids too. <laughs> like, okay, I know. Sorry. Sometimes it's hard just to say 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. <laughs> Toy that you loved the most as a child, Play School Magic Tea Party set. Yes. Or her Game Boy, which she still has and it still works. Nice. I borrowed a Game Boy from a friend of mine in school, sixth grade, and I broke it. Oh no, you broke it. Broke it, yep. Did you replace it? I had to pay to replace it. Oh good. It's like $115, which is a lot of money. Yeah. When you're in sixth grade. How'd you earn the money? Um, I think I had money left over from summer jobs. Well, good. I'm glad that you took responsibility for it. Yep. I still don't know how I broke it, though. Favorite game or book that you loved as a child or teenager? Candyland and Goosebumps. Do we have Candyland? We have Life, don't we? Oh, no, you got Candyland. We have Candyland. I mean, it's the newer version, but... Favorite place to go in the mall in the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s? Limited 2 and Spencer's. Very good. And then, of course, we ask the question at the end of of every show and tell, is there anything else that you'd like to add about nostalgia or fond memories or this community? And Anthe said, the older we get, it becomes so easy to drown in nostalgia. And really, in the end, what are we actually left with? We only have what we remember. So hold on to your memories. That's right. Very true. Or go buy toys on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Anthe. Thank you. So if you would like to be featured in our show and tell segment, you can DM us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod or email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. There is a very fun Facebook group, the Cozy Club fans of we don't want to grow up. You can help support the podcast by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And if you like our content, we'd really appreciate you giving us a five-star rating and a quick review. It may be annoying that we ask this all the time, but those numbers do matter for us. So if you haven't done that, please just take a few moments of your time. And share about the podcast and our social media. If you have any friends or family that you think might enjoy it, spread the word. Let them know. And it's time. The time is finally here. We finally did our homework. (laughs) You had to drag me kicking and screaming across the finish line for this one. But I think in the end, you ended up enjoying it. I did. It's just like something that we we started and then we kind of forgot about for a little bit. And then I was just like, meh. But once we started watching it, I was into it. And you've had to hold me back from getting into season two. That's right. We had to record this episode before you can move forward. Yes. So tell them what it is. It is season one of Felicity. my faves and I was very happy to share it with you again something that would never have happened if we did not have this podcast no <laughs> I never would have watched this never show. except sometimes we will put it on at night when we're sleeping because it's a very whispery show it's it very is quiet very quiet for the most part for the most part other than the Halloween episode <laughs> all right so Felicity was created by JJ Abrams and Matt Reeves the cast Carrie Russell as Felicity Porter. Scott Speedman as Ben Covington. Scott Foley as Noel Crane. Amy Jo Johnson as Julie Emmerich. Tangie Miller as Elena Tyler. Greg Grunberg as Sean Blumberg. <laughs> that one's always a tongue twister for me. <laughs> Amanda Foreman as Megan Rotundi. And Ian Gomez as Javier Clemente Quintada. So the pilot episode, which we actually covered in our Pilots on Patreon series, Aired originally September 29th, 1998, and the season finale, it aired May 25th, 1999. Yes. So the show is really about the title character, Felicity Porter, and her experiences throughout her four years at the University of New York, which is based on New York University. Right. (laughs) So in this first season, which is Felicity's freshman year, we find that she has basically chosen her school based upon a boy, Ben Covington. 
who she's had this huge crush on throughout high school, which was in Palo Alto, California. An unrequited crush, by the way. He unrequited. had no idea. No clue. He shows her just this little bit of attention after graduation, and then she is laser focused on following him to New York. She sees a spark and she's like, that's it. This is my chance. She wasn't quite set on what her college plans were anyway, and so she quickly changed them and headed to New York, which her parents were not happy about. Not at all. She was going to go to Stanford, right? Yes. And be a doctor. Right. And her father is a doctor and he had, you know, pulled strings, pulled all these strings to get her in. And, you know, but she had previously been accepted to University of New York. So she just went and like went through all her applications and found that one, found her acceptance letter, I guess I should say. And uh, just made that decision, went against her parents' wishes. So, yeah. And it doesn't start easy. Well, at first, anyways, things do not go according to plan with Ben, to say the least. But but she does stick it through, even though she almost leaves. I feel like in the first episode or second episode, I can't Mm -hmm. remember. Yeah. I feel like that's a theme early on that she is she going to stay? Is she not going to stay? Right. And I mean, that whole year she went through so much like she had a roommate that she doesn't really connect with. She's like polar opposites Mm -hmm. of she changes her major. She's got friend drama. She gets robbed at gunpoint. She's got a new job. She loses her virginity. There are love triangles galore. And I know that I was there for every moment of that brown-tinted, corduroy, turtleneck, plaid, whispery freshman year (laughs) of Felicity Porter's life. And the way that they ended it, you couldn't help but get sucked into season two. I can attest to that. Also, for me, this lined up with my freshman year of college, which was 98 to 99. Did you watch it during college? Yes. You did? I did. Okay. I That was one that a bunch of us would meet in the like commons area yeah. where there was one TV and watch Felicity and Dawson's Creek. What day would those come on? Do you remember? Like a Thursday show? I want to say I want to say Wednesday, but okay. I could be wrong. And it could, I think maybe Dawson's Creek came on Tuesdays and Felicity came on Wednesdays, uh-huh. or they might have been back to back. Yeah, that part I, I don't, I don't remember. But anyway. would people like gasp and stuff like that when certain things would happen? Oh yeah, you definitely got into it, and it was really fun, you know, yeah. doing that all together. It reminded me we talked about this when we did the pilot episode of A Different World, where all the girls in the dorm are together watching like a soap opera or something like that, and right. everybody's super into it. Watching Felicity and Dawson's Creek is what that made me think of. I gotcha. So really, in that pilot episode, she says something that I feel like kind of defines the whole show because she says, "It's funny." Sometimes it's the smallest decisions that can pretty much change your life forever. And that really was like in that moment when she made that decision to follow him. Yeah. It totally changed her life. Right. Life changing. That's absolutely true. We don't know what Felicity would have done at Stanford. She might have met, you know, Wren (laughs) and Bowl. (laughs) Wren and Bowl. Oh, God. Ah. All right. So fun facts. Are you ready? Ready. One of the first friends that Felicity makes at school is Julie. We all know Julie as being a singer-songwriter type, but she was originally supposed to be a dancer. But after Amy Jo Johnson was hired, she confessed to production that she could not dance. (laughs) So they had to rework her character. That is so interesting. I'm imagining Julie like coming in wearing leg warmers, even though it was 1998. (laughs) (laughs) I'm suddenly... You're stuck in 1985. I I went back to the 80s a little bit. Yeah. I wonder if she told them beforehand that she could, if that's how she got the part. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And she's like, well, (laughs) here's how I can dance. She's like doing the Elaine dance from Seinfeld. (laughs) For the Carlton. Also, if you didn't know, Amy Jo was the original Pink Power Ranger. Yes. And they paid homage to her by having someone dressed as the Pink Power Ranger at the Halloween party. That was cute. Very cute of them. (laughs) This is something that we ran across. And we've come across this with a bunch of other shows from the 90s as well. There are copyright issues with the songs that they originally used in the episodes. So almost all of it has been changed. And it makes me sad. It does. And you notice it. You're like, this was such a better song originally. Yes. Sometimes I don't notice, but other ones that were really memorable, I'm just like, it just doesn't hit the same. Yeah. I've been rewatching Beverly Hills 90210 as well. And that one is very upsetting. Some of the songs that are changed. Yeah. 
So Carrie apparently tried to make herself appear less attractive when she auditioned. So she wore a baggy sweater and she pulled her hair up into a bun, which is actually kind of how she looks the whole season. It is basically how she looks the whole season. Mm -hmm. She does look like she's at college. She does. And it's I don't think she could ever like hide how pretty she is, but she definitely pulls off more of like a plain Jane. Yeah, I did read that the inspiration for her style was the Woody Allen movie Annie Hall played by Diane Keaton. Yeah. Um, Which once I heard that, I'm like, oh, I can kind of see it. I've never watched Annie Hall. Well. Take my word for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yes, I will. <laughs> so Sally, who is Felicity's French tutor and mentor back home that Felicity communicates with via tape recorder, is voiced by none other than Janine Garofalo. Yay. Though I guess we never see her. We never no, see her the whole show? we don't. Okay. The recordings were, uh, I mean, essentially used to narrate the show. Yes. And I loved this. They always like started it with... Felicity recording and then would end it with a recording from Sally, like her response back to Felicity. I don't know that they were consistent with like Sally being at the end of that whole season. I don't Mm -hmm. think they were. And I do think that the tapes, forgive me if I'm incorrect, but I think that the tapes trailed off in later seasons. Right. Not sure if it starts out with them in season two, but I just loved that whole idea and my friend Kimberly and I would do the tape recording like back and forth with each other. Right. Uh, she lived in California and I, that was when I was still in Tennessee. And you recently would do the modern equivalent of that on Voxer with a friend. Yes, we would use Voxer and or um, Marco Polo, which is video, but I use that as well with certain friends or family members. Yeah. I think it's fun. And I'm not a big phone person. And I used to love to write notes when I was younger. And then it turned to writing really long emails. I had certain friends or boys or whoever that we'd write these extremely long emails and all of that. And we don't do that anymore. And so now to me, the equivalent version of that is, you know, these new modern things like Voxer or Marco Polo. I don't know. I think I just like the it it almost feels like a journal entry does rather than. Just like a a conversation that goes back and forth. And not that those are a bad thing to have like a conversation, but I don't know. I just kind of like that form of communication. Voxer to me felt different than other apps. Of course, I didn't do it with anybody, just like sometimes hearing it in the background Mm -hmm. when you were doing it. It did feel more like sharing a large set of thoughts, more like a note or an email that you would have written back in the day. Yeah. Versus, hey, I'm here at Starbucks eating a bagel, you know, that kind of thing with a video. Yeah. I mean, Marco Polo doesn't feel like that to me. Marco Polo feels more like Voxer. Does it? Yeah. Okay. But the thing with it is that you have to like, I got to where I would write down notes as I listened to my friends' messages so that I could remember what everything I needed to respond to. Would you really? Because you don't want to go back and have to rewatch the whole thing. Yeah. So I'd kind of do, like if it was a really long message, mm-hmm. you know, kind of jot that down so you could hit all the high notes. There you go. <laughs> so there were two love connections that we know of. Uh, there may be, have been more that were made on the show. One was Carrie Russell and Scott Speedman, who started dating later on. I think that she was actually still with Tony Luca when the show started, which okay. who she was on the Mickey Mouse Club with, which mm-hmm. is where I first got to know Carrie and loved her, like wanted to be her. Yeah. Because I just thought she was so beautiful. <laughs> her hair was amazing and she was so cool. She was one of the older kids on the Mickey Mouse Club and she was dating Tony Luca, who was like my dream guy at the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely wanted to be her. Uh, and the other couple that came out of the show was Scott Foley and Jennifer Garner, and they met on the show in season one, and they ended up getting married. Did they get married? Yeah. Oh, wow. For a little bit. A little bit. Then she moved on to her next co-star. Yes, she did. (laughs) And then her next (laughs) No shade to Jennifer Garner. I I love her, but- Very Hollywood of her. She has great taste in men. (laughs) Speaking of Scott Foley, he was originally cast- as Ben. That is so funny to me. I just cannot imagine it. Yeah, he's just, I'm glad they recast that. Me too. I wonder why, the why of that. Did Scott Speedman come along and they're like, oh my God. No, what I read was that they cast him as Ben, but then they couldn't find anyone for Noel. Uh, and then they just thought, oh, he could do Noel. And then they found Ben and, or they found Scott. Uh, well, Speedman. <laughs> two Scots. Speedman. And I think he was working in Canada at the time and they like flew him in and within like a week. He was on set filming. Speedman? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh-huh. it happened really quickly for him. 
So that's all the fun facts I had that were kind of around season one. Yeah. Well, listen, we're probably going to cover the other seasons, so we do need to limit it focus-wise to season one. That's right. Yeah. Okay, it's time for favorite moments. Yes. Who's going first? Me, 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 me. You? Yeah. All right. So this is probably obvious, but I do love the episode. Is it the next to last episode called The Force? It is the next to last episode. So it's a lot of stuff is going on in that episode. But part of it, they are prepping for the Phantom Menace to be released. Yes. So there's a lot of Star Wars references going on in this episode. Guy is there. He's planning to wait in line to go watch the Phantom Menace. Let me just throw in that Guy is just a guy. He's a guy is a guy who guy is a lives guy. in the dorm where everyone yes. lives. Where he, he looks like Sideshow Bob. He does. Yes. And yeah, Noel is his RA. So it made me remember the excitement that we all had for when that movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. And then in that line, there are so many great costumes. You see Leia, you see Bubba Fett. There's an old guy there dressed as Obi-Wan. They have a little section where trivia is going on and I actually got it wrong. <laughs> um, but the old guy who's dressed as Obi-Wan and Guy are giving Noel advice about Felicity and using references to Luke Skywalker to do so. And they equate a lot of his decisions to choices that Luke had to make. And they tell him this. Remind him, please, what Obi-Wan tells Luke about going to Alderaan. You must do what you feel is right. You must do what you feel is right. So later on in the episode, Noel asks Felicity. You've seen Star Wars, right? Yeah, of course. You know the part where Obi-Wan Kenobi tells Luke he should go to Alderaan? And then Obi-Wan says that Luke should do what he feels is right? Um, and then he just continues because, yeah, she's got no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> that also felt very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, while, you know, like I've seen Star Wars, but if you and McNair start talking, I kind of kind of zone out. Yeah. My eyes glaze over and I'm just like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> as soon as that episode started, I was like, oh, I know he's going to have a favorite moment from here. Yeah. Good call. OK. My first favorite moment. In the Halloween episode, Spooked, uh, Felicity and Ben are robbed at gunpoint in his apartment, his and Sean's apartment. And the necklace that Felicity was wearing was her grandmother's and it was stolen. She Mm -hmm. was really upset about it. The two of them bond after they go through this event together. And Felicity starts to feel like they're really getting somewhere. They carve pumpkins together and it's all really cute. But then all of a sudden he starts to act weird and he pulls away. He doesn't show up to meet with like a sketch artist Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Before he had started acting weird, he had invited her to the Halloween party that he and Sean were having at their place. Yeah. And they even talked about doing a couple's costume, basically. Right. She was going to be the Bride of Frankenstein. He was going to be Frankenstein. And of course, he ends up blowing her off, being a jerk, doesn't dress up in the right costume. Pretends like he's got no idea what she's talking about. Yes. But in the end, he does realize that he's being a fool and he comes to visit Felicity at work at Dean and DeLuca and it's this really sweet moment where he gives her a necklace that looks similar to the one that was stolen and I don't know there's something about it there aren't a lot of words that are spoken there's music playing and he fastens the necklace for her Mm -hmm. and you can tell that she's like inwardly freaking out I just think it's a really special moment and and one that really makes you feel like something is still possible there There could be something there. Yes. Good moment. We talked about that episode more in depth, by the way, in our one of our many Halloween episodes that we did this last year. We talked about (laughs) TV Halloween episodes. Yes. We did go into this one specifically and in depth. Yes. Well, relative depth anyways. Right. All right. Number two on my list, the episode documentary. So Ben's roommate, Sean, is filming a documentary. And what a unique episode of TV this ended up being. It was. So the documentary starts out just in general about like college life, but then it turns into a more compelling story of Noel and Felicity's breakup. They just happen to be filming when this is all going on. You know, I love Sean's interactions with Ben, who of course doesn't want to do it, uh, but Sean bribes him with free rent for a month to get him to actually film it with him <laughs> that whole scene is like the the very beginning of the episode and he's just like you just see a chair and he like gets ben to sit down and it just feels so real right 
it definitely doesn't feel like you're watching a TV show. It, it feels like you're looking through Sean's camera lens as right. he's trying to convince Ben to participate in this documentary. It's well done enough where you're just like, did they not script this? Did they stick Scott Speedman there and tell Greg, like, okay, you guys figure out what you would do if you were trying to film a documentary and somebody didn't really want to. Right. Because it, it just feels really natural. Mm-hmm. Plus the camera work in this, you know, it's it all definitely feels like you're just looking through a normal like home video camera. Right. Not any like fancy cinematography going on. Yeah. I always thought that was a fun one. Well, it's my moment. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My number two in the episode. Finally, everyone is in the library setting for finals, like right before they go home for Christmas break. Right. The whole episode just felt very realistic. If you've ever studied for a college final, you can relate. At one point, Noel and Felicity are making out in the library. And you have Richard, who is played by Rob Benedict. His character, he's such like a, you know, he's a side character, but he is so funny. He's always telling Noel that he's not fit to be an RA. Right. And when he sees Noel and Felicity making out, when you know Noel's the RA, Felicity is, you know, one of the students that lives on his floor, he goes, I'm gonna report your <laughs> and he runs away. Oh, it's so great. Like he gets such pleasure out of that. Yeah. Um, which he never does report him, by the way. But we also have the smart powder that Megan gives to Noel. <laughs> and it has this adverse effect on him because, well, he starts acting really hyper. Yeah. And he comes up to Megan and he's like, did that powder have beets in it? And she's like, what? And then she, I think she looks and I, I believe it was beetroot yeah. or something like that. And it had a lot of it. And he was like, oh, no, the, you know, this is not good. This is not good. And he then is spazzing out and he gets super jealous because Felicity is tutoring Ben. And this is at a point where he's, you know, Felicity and Noel are together, but he knows how Felicity has felt about Ben. So he's very jealous. Right. And even though nothing is going on with Ben, he's having a, a fit and all of it is in closed captioning because they have to whisper because they're in the library, but right. it's like whisper yelling. <laughs> and I just thought that was just such a fun element of the episode because you had to pay attention because, I mean, you could sort of hear it, but you really needed to read along to know everything that they were saying. Right. Yeah. So I just really liked that episode. Plus, it was, you know, fun. I don't remember studying in the library, but I feel like, well, I know that I did. And there were a lot of people that were at like Denny's. Yes. Studying and Waffle House and stuff like that. Just till the wee hours in the morning. Yeah, because you could get like endless coffee. Yeah, and moons over my hammy. Moons over my hammy. (laughs) All right, my final favorite moment. When Megan's parents come to visit and we find out they are super (laughs) straight-laced. You know, they're like waspy, polar opposite of who Megan is. But when we get the reveal of how Megan is dressed now that they're there, (laughs) it is uh, quite the moment. So she's wearing either no makeup or very little makeup. Her hair is straight. She's wearing a skirt and a sweater vest. And she is acting like a very prim and proper young lady. (laughs) She could have been pulled from like a 50s cartoon strip. But the look of satisfaction on Felicity's face when she sees that is incredible. I loved it. And tie that to her not blowing Megan's cover. Yeah, you could see the look of fear all over Megan's face. Like, she is going to say something. Right. I know she's going to say something. You know, she's going to tell them that I'm like a, a gothic goth witch. witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even though Megan, I mean, she's been pretty mean to Felicity all year. Because mm-hmm. you keep talking about this great relationship that they have or, or something like that that happens later. Yeah. And all I've seen is Megan be mean to Felicity. Mm-hmm. But I would guess this forms the foundation of that friendship. The trust that's gained by Felicity not blowing her spot up. Yes. Also, Megan's parents, even though they're told, uh, I think they're told not to. Well, Megan gives Felicity her box. Right. Because all year, Megan has been very paranoid about this box that she has. Yeah. She always tells Felicity, she or I mean, I think the first time she read it up, she just said, did you look in my box? And Felicity's like, what box? Right. Of course, the more she talks about it, it, it makes everyone want to know what's in it. Right. You know, but she's always like, don't look at my box. Stay away from my box. So she gave the box to Felicity when her parents were coming because she did not want them to find it. Yeah. Or if they did, it's Felicity's. Right. Which happened. So they find the box and they look in it and then they approach Felicity about it. And they're like, we looked in the box 
Yeah, they're like concerned for Megan because yes. of what they saw in Felicity's box. Right. Which, of course, makes Felicity even more freaked out about what's in the box. Right. What's in the box? It's in the box. It's like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> She's, wait, how's it like Pulp Fiction? You know, like the golden, they have the suitcase and you never get to see what's in the suitcase. Oh, they open right. it, it's like a golden light, but you never know what's in what's the suitcase. What's in it, yes. Okay, I forgot about that. What I love is when they're like, or I think she says something like, I'll get rid of it. I'll bury it. And Megan's dad's like, well, I don't see how you could do that. Right. You know, and you're just like, like, what does that mean? What the hell is in this box? <laughs> do we ever find out what's in the box? Don't tell me. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll just say there is more about the box later. Okay. Just to keep you intrigued, to keep watching. Well, my only worry is I know who created this show. So my worry is that we'll never find out. <laughs> well, you'll only know if you watch. Okay, my third favorite moment in the episode, The Force, which you were talking about before. Yes. This is one of my favorite episodes of Felicity. So Megan is practicing witchcraft on Felicity. She's casting different spells. I know she does like a clumsy spell and a forgetfulness spell. And we see that they are all working. Yeah. Eventually, she does a love spell. Now, when she's casting it, we hear her say that it didn't work because she was missing an ingredient. We find out that the ingredient was cloves. Mm -hmm. Later on in the episode, Felicity and Ben are at work and they were chosen to do inventory like late at night at Dean and DeLuca on a Friday. And at this point, like Ben's with Julie. He's got this other girl that's hitting on him. He's got all this stuff going on. Nothing is going on with Ben and Felicity. Like Felicity's with Noel. Ben's with Julie. Right. But while they're doing this cleanup, there's a box that falls off of a shelf or not cleanup, but an inventory. And they're both like... On the floor, picking up the, the contents of the box, and we find out that it's cloves. Dum, dum, dum. And I remember being so worried that you weren't going to catch that. But I didn't <laughs> want to talk over it. I was right. really hoping that you would catch that it was cloves, which was the missing ingredient for the love spell. I feel like we were watching this while we were exercising, and I feel especially yappy when we're watching the show, but like commentating on the show. And I believe I did catch it. Uh, you did catch it. Yeah. I think watching it while we're exercising actually forces us to focus on it a little bit more because yeah. we're not on our phones at all. Right. So it, that's helpful. So as they're cleaning up the clothes, there's this really intense, almost kiss moment between mm -hmm. them that is so good. Like it makes me squeal still when I watch it. <laughs> and the whole episode is just unique anyway, because they're flashing like these tarot cards up at the beginning of certain scenes. And then at the end, Felicity is talking to Sally on one of her tapes. And as she's talking, it's like panning over a picture that Felicity had. It's her, Noel, Julie, Ben, and Elena. And while Megan had been doing the spell, she stole Felicity's picture and ripped it up. But the camera is panning across this picture that has been put back together that Megan gave back to her because it didn't work. and. Felicity had realized that when it was put back together, now Felicity is standing next to Ben when in the original picture she was standing next to Noel. And then she just asks Sally, do you believe in magic? And then it kind of just goes away. So then you like realize that the love spell worked. Felicity realizes that and she has seen the picture and it just gives all the Ben and Felicity stands lots of hope. <laughs> And I loved that episode so much. I could just watch it over and over and over. Everything about it. It was a very jam-packed episode. Like a lot of stuff happened in that episode in particular. Mm -hmm. Love it. All right, HMs. We ready? Ready. Okay, so my first HM. When Felicity and Noel are about to get together for the first time. First of all, everything is very awkward. They're going to do the nasty. They're going to do the nasty. And then they're getting pretty close and Guy and a bunch of dudes come blasting in. They knock something over, which catches the Christmas tree on fire. <laughs> Felicity's, you know, almost naked. So is Noel. They're like jumping up to put their yes. clothes back on. It's an absolute Felicity disaster. <laughs> I loved it. Well, and she had tried so hard to plan that moment. Yeah. So to have something so chaotic happen in the middle of it, that you, they just keep getting interrupted. Right. It was a funny moment. My first HM, that first episode when Ben signs Felicity's yearbook. And, you know, we're just learning about the characters at this point. She's telling us how she's had this crush on him for so long and that he basically doesn't know who she is. But in this moment, she asks him to sign her yearbook and he takes it and like 
goes and sits down in the grass and he's writing this long note to her and she just kind of sits there and watches him. And then he gives it back to her and she reads it. And it, it is like heartfelt. It's heartfelt. It's thoughtful. It's it blows her whole world up because she realizes like <laughs> this guy actually has paid attention to me. Right. And he has wondered about me. And like I said before, it just like something clicked in her. And as he's walking away, she's like, hey, where are you going to college? And he's just like, New York, how about you? And she's like, that's pretty unclear. But then that's when like she immediately is like, oh, I'm going to New York. That's where I'm going. But I love the moment because I just understand that feeling of finding out that someone that you've liked for a really long time suddenly notices you and starts paying attention to you. And they reveal that they have thought of you this whole time and they just didn't tell you. Right. You know, they didn't act on it because they were scared. And of course, I also understand <laughs> the feeling of upsetting your parents by choosing to do something totally different than what they originally <laughs> planned. It's like the story of your young life. <laughs> I definitely I think this show is probably out of every show I ever watched, like the one that I related to the most. Mm -hmm. All right. My next HM in the episode Assassins. So everybody in the dorm is playing the game Assassins to try to become familiar with everybody who's in the building. Right. Because I think people didn't know each other. So they were letting people into the building that didn't belong there. Right. So that was like Noel's effort to try to get everyone engaged and, and familiar with each other. Yeah. Get everybody introduced. So you at least know their names and their faces. Even though it's like towards the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you people doing? But Elena is super into it. Oh, she is serious about this game. She is. I like that she traps that dude. I think she traps Guy in yes. his room. Yep. And will not like let him out to even go to the bathroom and yeah. tricks him. Uh -huh. It's great. <laughs> but uh, when Megan gets Elena's name and comes up to, who, who is Elena with there? Well, they're just kind of in the same room with each other. I can't remember who the other person is. I think it's Guy. I think it is Guy. And she's like, who's Elena Tyler? And you see Elena slowly back out of the room so she doesn't get assassinated. Yeah. She's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then she's... <laughs> She's like Homer pulling back into the, <laughs> yeah. the, sh the shrubs. Yeah, the shrubs, the hedge. The hedge. I love that because, yeah, like Elena didn't know that Megan didn't know her name, right. you know, but she's going to use that to her advantage. Yeah, she gets her later, doesn't she? She gets Megan later, yeah. Yeah, Elena does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, she wins in the end. Elena does. Yes. Yeah. Okay. My next HM, fast forward to the end of the season when Ben finally kisses Felicity. It is so abrupt. Yeah. Just like all of a sudden just jumps word and kisses her. It feels kind of out of nowhere. Both of their faces are so stunned afterwards. And then he just kind of whispers in a breath like, I wanted to do that for a long time. And of course, it's also very complicated because of Julian Noel. Right. But yet Felicity, like all of her feelings for Ben are now coming to the surface again. Yeah. And it's, I get that it's complicated, but they both are actually broken up. Yes. So they are single. They are. But of course, they're going to they're going to hurt. Yes. They're going to get in trouble. Yes. But yeah, I, I of course, I love that moment. That yeah. first kiss moment. It's a good one. All right, my final HM, it's a small one, but Elena not knowing what it was that Blair got her. <laughs> She's like, is this a, a top or a skirt? And no one can quite figure it out. So she wears it as a skirt <laughs> and she sees him and he's like, why are you wearing it like that? She's like, oh, is it a top? He's like, no, it's a it's like a, a headband yeah. or something. And so she <laughs> she has cramped herself into this thing. I don't know. I just found that really funny. It was funny, but she pulled it off. She did. It looked like a skirt. I love the fact, too, that she was afraid to just ask him what it was. Yeah. And he's like, know? why didn't you just ask me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a small HM, but when Noel is upset over Felicity, I can't remember if it's before they break up or after, but he's just upset. And he turns out all the lights in his dorm room and he lays in the floor and he's listening to Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. And he's mm. singing along. I mean, I think it's the most I've ever related to Noel. It's a very 90s moment when you're just because when I'm sad now, I don't do that. There was something about being in your room, putting a CD in or a tape in and picking the right song for the mood. The saddest song. Saddest song ever. And just laying there crying, sulking, whatever you needed to do. You just know? wallowing in it with a soundtrack. <laughs> yes. It's like a, yeah, a curated depression. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if kids do that now, but I don't know. I guess there was just something that was a little more physical about it, obviously, because you're putting the actual CD in. And... Yeah. I mean, if they do it now when we did it, it was better. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was better in the 90s. Oh, yeah. 
And then I do have one last HM. We talked about it before, but that Halloween party, you know, Felicity is pissed at Ben because he blew her off like that. And she gets drunk, which is out of character for her. And she's wearing that amazing Bride of Frankenstein costume. Her hair is epic. Amazing. Now, do we think that was her hair? Yes, I do. I mean, she has so much hair. She does. I think they just used, they teased it and they used tons of hairspray because later on in the night, it starts to fall a little bit. I think it definitely was her hair. That had to be so much fun on set. I know. When you first saw, like when she first saw it, when her co-actors and co-stars first saw it as well, Mm -hmm. like it was so perfect. And I love a Halloween episode anyway, but yeah, that costume. I feel like when we did that episode, we both chose that costume as our number one. Yeah, we did. But at one point, Julie comes up to Felicity and she's telling her that she freaked out on Zach. And Felicity's like, you did? You freaked out? <laughs> like she, <laughs> She's so wrecked. And then yeah. she's just like, sorry, but I really need a bathroom because <laughs> she needed to puke. And then later she's in her dorm room and Noel comes to talk to her. They're sitting in the floor and she pukes in Noel's lap. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about this is that Noel is dressed up as a subway employee. He mm-hmm. and Elena both dressed up like that. And he's just like, that's okay. I'm wearing gloves because <laughs> he's got the subway, the sandwich maker gloves that's on. That's right. The yellow ones, right? Are they <laughs> oh, yellow or green? I can't remember. Hmm. One of the two. Yeah. It also had purple in it. Oh, that's true. Anyway, it's a good moment. Okay. So right. we've settled on our favorite moments. I have a question for you now. Okay. The way that this season ended, and, you know, obviously, spoiler alert, if you've not watched it and you don't know how it ended up. Hit pause here. Yes. Go watch it and come back. Yes. And hit play. <laughs> um, okay. So it ends with Felicity having to choose basically between Noel and Ben. She's yes. deciding if she's going to go to Berlin with Noel. He has, right. He's going there for an internship and he had bought her a plane ticket to go spend like two weeks two with weeks. him over there. Yep. Or she can go with Ben, who's doing this thing where he's driving someone else's car across the country to California, which is near where they live, where both Ben and Felicity are heading for the summer anyway, because they're going home. And that trip was initially supposed to be like... All four of them. All four of them. But then Noel got the internship and then Ben and Julie broke up. So then it was just going to be the two of them, Ben and Felicity. And Felicity is tormented over, you know, whether they can be in the car together That it makes her the devil if she goes with him, that they're going to be tempted, you know, that whole thing. So the very last scene of the episode, Felicity goes and she gets in a cab and she leans forward and she tells the driver where to go. But it's muted. There's just music playing over it. So we don't know. So we don't know where she goes. And I want to ask you, because I do know, I want to ask you where you think she decides to go. Now, the only thing is I don't know, so you have to be sure to not let your facial expression give it away because I'm going to be watching you like a hawk. Okay. Okay? I'll do my best. All right. My guess is she is going to go on the cross-country trip with Ben. She's given me no hints through her facial expressions as to whether or not that's true, but- But- I've seen the cover for season two of Felicity, and it's Felicity and Ben, not together and doing anything, but I think that means this is the season. The others aren't on it? I don't know, but I saw Ben. (laughs) You know Ben is in season two. That's my guess. So we've got it recorded down, and I think that they're going to go across country. Uh, I don't think they'll end up together after the trip, though. I think it'll take a little bit more to get the payoff that they're building towards. Okay. But that's just my guess. All right. I'm going to be disappointed if she ends up in Germany. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I am not a Noel fan. Okay. So I don't even have to ask Ben or Noel, like, as far as who you would prefer her with. Oh, yeah. Definitely Ben. Okay. I mean, same here. But I think I've been pretty clear about that. Okay. So who would be your number one favorite character? And you also get an HM. Honorable mention. My HM is Megan. Good one. I enjoy Megan. She's hilarious. She is. I hope we get more of her, but it's nice that we don't get a lot of her because I just love when she just whips in, says something mean and leaves. She usually like (laughs) changes her outfit real quick or like grabs something out of her closet and And she's gone, says something snippy and is out. (laughs) Yeah. She's one of the best characters. I've liked her so far. My number one, Ben. Really? I enjoy Ben. I've enjoyed his journey so far. I was hoping that they would go a different route with the gambling thing. I was like, I was hoping this would be his way to make money through college and it would be it would subvert expectations because it's always like 
yeah, don't gamble, it's evil, blah, 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 which it is. Don't gamble, it's, it's evil. It's going to end up badly for you. Yeah. If only, I, I just wish they had used it as like a source of income for right. him. <laughs> yeah, Ben definitely struggled in season one financially and yeah. he got himself into some trouble. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. He did. All right, my honorable mention, favorite character, Javier. He is just my favorite. He makes me so happy. I love just, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. And I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. I mean, his accent is fun and his attitude is great. And it's like totally different than the character who plays him. Like he's not, he's not like that in in real life. He's not gay. He's married to Nia Vardalis. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, you know, when you hear him speak, it's totally different. So he's a great actor. Yeah. But he's just such a lovable character. I was very sad to see him leave in this season. Is that all we get of him? I mean, I don't want to. No spoilers. That's true. (laughs) And my number one favorite character is Felicity. Yeah. Again, like I've said before, I relate to her a lot. She's your TV spirit animal. Pretty much. (laughs) I'm definitely an overthinker and screw things up sometimes because I'm trying so hard to like do something the way I think someone would want you to do it. And then it ends up being the total opposite of what it should have been. And I've definitely been in in the situation, her like romantic situation, relate to that a lot too. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, the dynamic with her parents at that age, I definitely felt that. They wrote it well. They did. For you anyways. Yes. Not for everybody. <laughs> Not for everyone. Okay. Least favorite characters. Um. So I would say my HM for least favorite of the main characters is Noel. But I don't dislike him that much. Uh, To be honest, of the main characters, I don't dislike any of them that much. Well, aside from your number one. Uh, Aside from my number one, right? But to have a second choice was actually difficult for the main characters. Of all the other characters, I don't really like Nicole, Mm -hmm. or at least what I've seen so far from her. Do you want to explain who Nicole is? Nicole is Lynn's girlfriend and Lynn is Ben's friend who's on the swim team with him and he's also the bartender at whatever the bar is they all go to I don't know the name of it yet yeah and Lynn is a character that at first I didn't like like he was kind of obnoxious and he just wanted Ben to go out all the time and Ben was exhausted and I was like stop being a bad influence on Ben but everybody has a friend like that I was gonna say he's well written as a college friend and I mean as you get older you, you have friends like that you do we uh, both know who we're thinking of at this point, <laughs> and he's probably listening. We know who you are. <laughs> but, I mean, the difference in him and, and our friend is that I never disliked our friend. That's true. <laughs> but this character, though, Lynn, like, yeah, he becomes someone who is wise beyond his years and is there for his friends and an encouraging friend. Like, he 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 seems a lot older than he actually is. Yeah. Well... I don't like his girlfriend in season one. Yeah. Nicole is, uh, she's awful. Yeah. And she's trying to cheat on him. She's trying to flirt with Ben when Ben has a girlfriend. Yep. I mean, not even trying. She like full on. She kisses him. She comes into his apartment and strips strips naked. Yeah. Get out of here. She's being aggressive. And making him very uncomfortable. Yes. So let's do your HM first before we do. Our joint number one of least favorite character. So my honorable mentions for least favorite characters. I didn't do like a main character person because I agree with you, like of the main characters other than the one that I dislike. There's not one that I really don't like. If I had to choose, it would probably be Noel. Mm -hmm. That's more because he really was kind of a whiny bee. Yeah. In this season at certain points. And he he was annoying to me. And I'm like, you're not so perfect. Like everybody talks like you're so perfect, but you're being a bit of a D. Hey. Yep. Okay, so my least favorite, there's Hannah, played by Jennifer Garner, who is Noel's girlfriend and then becomes Noel's ex-girlfriend and then comes back in the picture and just like ruins things for Noel. And while I can kind of see from a perspective of someone who's been Noel's girlfriend for like the last two years or something, of course, she comes in thinking she's going to take precedent over any new person that he's met. Right. But of course, we're all rooting for Felicity, even though I don't like Felicity with Noel. I still hated the way that that all came about with Hannah. And Hannah is not a bad person. Like, she's a nice person, but it was just her presence was annoying to me in this season. I was just like, go away. (laughs) You're ruining things. But in the end, it was, you know, I think if she didn't come back, then there wouldn't have been a reason for Felicity and Noel to break up. So 
Then we have Pink Guy, a.k.a. Zach, who's played by Devin Gummersall, who we know and love as Brian Krakow on yeah. My So-Called Life. But he came on Felicity and he's nice in the beginning, but he ends up not being nice. Gets a little rapey. Gets a little rapey and doesn't think that he was rapey, but he was. Yeah. So he exits stage left pretty quickly. Um, But yeah, not a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then Felicity's parents. Yeah, they're a pain. Can't stand them. They do come around. And I will say, though, while I was comparing my situation with my parents, my parents never treated me the way her parents treated her. No, your parents were lovely. Yes. So that's that. Okay. All right. So we have to do our joint number one. We shared the same opinion of our least favorite character. Which was really good because imagine if you'd come in and watch this and you loved this character while I hated them. Yeah. That would not have been good. No. So So our... Joint first is none other than the guitar playing phenomenon, Julie. Julie. Get out of here, Pink Power Ranger. Go, go, Power Rangers to another show. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I can't, I can't stand Julie. And listen, she didn't really do anything wrong this season. I just. Well, I mean, she stole Ben from Felicity, even though they weren't together. She knew Felicity really liked Ben. She did. And she kept going forward with it. Yes. And then I forget what she was doing later on, like after Ben broke up with her, was like saying all this stuff that essentially she did to Felicity with Ben. I can't remember the specifics. Like, can you believe like this other girl? Yada, yada, yada. Yes. I, I remember thinking, well, that's what you did. Yeah. We were kind of screaming at the TV a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of it, though, is, you know, no no offense to Amy Jo Johnson, but just to look at Julie, I can't stand her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure in person she's a lovely. I'm sure human she being, is. But... I mean, she's cute. I'm not saying anything about the way she looks or anything like that. I just, oh, she just grates on my nerves. And she's like the villain of the show to you. She is. And she hasn't even done anything really. But I mean, also, I've seen the whole show. But even before all that, even just season one, I didn't like her. Right. And I think it's probably just because she was standing in the way of Ben and Felicity, like, straight away. hmm And she was supposed to just be Felicity's friend. And so it just kind of ruined things right away. Yeah. So, yeah, not a fan. All right. So we're moving on to best style. All right. Do you want to go first? Okay. I will give my honorable mention. I'm actually going to give it to Julie. Okay. Because, well, mostly for her hair accessories. Yeah. Right? Very 90s. All the butterfly clips and barrettes and hats. And she just really epitomized that time period for me. And even though I don't like her, she's probably the one that I dress the most like. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she probably shopped at American Eagle and The Gap. Yes. It did look that way. And Delia's. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My HM. Even though we don't see her that much, it's Elena. Yes. I enjoy her look, her style, like her hair. So I think overall package wise, I enjoy Elena's style. She's always very put together. Yes. My number one, Megan. It was just entertaining to see what she was going to be wearing every time we saw her, which wasn't that much. But she represented like a whole group of people who dress like that too. But, you know, you don't see that many people like that on the show. Right. And it's funny because... Back then, someone that dressed like that would have intimidated me. But when we get pictures from people from the 90s, when people are dressed similarly to how Megan dresses, those are always my favorite ones to get. They're just so much fun. And I just wish that I had had the guts to try something different when I was that age. It's a lot harder to get away with that kind of stuff when you get older. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I don't know. Maybe in another life, I want to be someone who expresses myself through my fashion a little more. The outfits were definitely intricate. Like there's all these little like touches and flares all over them. Mm -hmm. All right. My number one is Ben. (laughs) Even though it's pretty straightforward, I literally liked his style. You know, I like the jackets, the sweaters, the pants. Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, I could see myself wearing that stuff. Yeah. It felt natural for the time. Definitely. I do like that on that show, aside from... I mean, not even aside from Megan. I just, I definitely feel like they pinned down that time period. Yeah. Very well. They did. Very naturally. I don't know how else to say it. Some other things I just kind of jotted down that I felt like were very telling of the time. Some things that we discussed while we were watching. Mm -hmm. One of the things was there was a poetry reading at open mic night. One of the guys said, Y2K, why not? 
2K. (laughs) 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 Which, I mean, this was, you know, probably in 99 when that part aired. Yeah. And everybody was talking about Y2K. It was a craze. It was. It was fun to hear somebody say, no fear. I think it was Lynn that said it potentially. Oh, yep. I think that's who it was. But that was a real fun callback. That was huge. Extreme and no fear. Big callbacks to the Did you have no fear shirts and stuff? No, I did not ever own one. I think I had one. Or it might have been my sister's and I stole it. Yeah. Yeah, you saw that everywhere. Yeah. Another thing is Noel comes in and gives Felicity a pocket guide to the subway. Yeah. It's like a nice little gesture. And plus he's in the room at that point because he's jealous because Felicity and Ben are studying together. I think I got one of those on my first trip to New York City in 94. So pocket guide, you know, like that's definitely of its time because now you'd be using your phone. Another fun moment when Hannah comes into Dean and DeLuca to use the payphone. You forget like how common that was. Like every business. Well, a lot of businesses just had a payphone somewhere close, either in or right outside the business. Which was important because people didn't have phones on them. That's right. Some people did, but it wasn't as common to have a cell phone back then. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in 99. Right. Like that was the real start of phones shrinking down. Mm -hmm. I forget when that real tiny one came out, but I feel like that was right around this time. So Another Noel moment when he's giving Felicity the big speech to try to get her to stay when she is considering leaving New York. And he says the whole stay in New York or perish. And he's talking about how she'll be a fancy doctor and she'll be married and she'll have like four phone lines in her home. (laughs) Yeah, be like (laughs) extravagantly rich. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, just the idea that like having that many phone lines, first of all, meant that you were rich, but also just the idea of having phone lines, period. Right. (laughs) Now it's like the equivalent of a family plan. Just like, yeah, we all have unlimited family plan. Yeah. But it's funny to think that they couldn't even comprehend the idea of not having a phone line at that point. Oh, right. Another fun thought, Felicity's tape recorder, just in general. Yes. Thinking back to when Felicity's tape gets accidentally played at the big party that she went to. Yes. Oh, that was the worst because she's talking about how she can picture it, what it will be like to be with a man for the first time. (laughs) Play it over the speakers for everyone to hear. Ben is there, Noel. Oh. Mortifying. Worst. That would never happen now. Yeah, I don't think it could unless like, here's the equivalent of that. Somebody's using your phone to play music. Yes. And so it's like set to airplay or something or connected more than likely set to airplay. And somebody plays something on your phone, like a message or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the equivalent. Noel's computer. Yeah, he has a Mac. He's a Mac guy. The colorful one. He's got like a teal case on it. It was like kind of see-through, but colorful. Those were so cool back in the day. I remember you laughing too, because they were talking about like the speed. Oh yeah, what was it? I mean, it was like, they were talking about the processor in megahertz, which, you know, if you know anything about them, talking about one in that sense (laughs) is funny (laughs) and it had like 16 or 8 megabytes of ram (laughs) which i remember you know the computers that i had back then were about equivalent although not quite as good so this was a fast computer for them that's so funny another one was felicity having access to the student files i feel like that wouldn't be something that could happen now i mean maybe there are still hard copies of files that a school will keep i mean i know in 96 I did all the shredding for Lee University. So I would see physical files that were shredded. I'd have to see if they still do that or not. But everything came out like it was these like two foot wide pieces of paper that were like white and green striped with, you know, the dot matrix things on the side. But it would be, you know, the budgets and then the classes students were have like everything was hard printed. And, you know, I was the shredder guy. (laughs) I didn't know that. I just don't see a student being able to go in and steal like another student's application essay. Yeah, that would be difficult. You'd have to break into the computer to do that, I think, Mm. the computer system. Nowadays? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So that was just another thing. Another interesting thing, how shocking it was to Noel for his brother to come out to him and like Noel's whole reaction to that. Yes. And this one, I think that there are still people in the world that can't handle that information. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think that I know that. But I think on a show like Felicity, that 
was a progressive show. I don't think if that show is being made now that Noel would be so. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, Noel's reaction was more normalized back then. Right. So that episode was uncomfortable to watch and made me feel yeah. really bad for his brother. Yeah. But Noel did come around in the end. He did. It was just a difficult journey. Mm-hmm. When Felicity was planning on having sex, <laughs> she went to the bookstore to find a book about sex and Perfect. had to like ask a lady that was working there, uh, you know, for recommendations and stuff. That was almost one of my favorite moments. Her interactions with that lady and the lady's like, oh, here's the one I like best. <laughs> it's like, give me an O or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was good. And one more I just jotted down because I got real excited about this person coming on the screen and you didn't know him, Mm -hmm. but Simon Rex. Yes, you were very excited for Simon. That feels so 90s to me. But he was he was a model, but he was also an MTV VJ Ah. for two years in like the mid 90s. He was always on like the MTV rock and jock basketball games. And I don't know if he did the softball or not. I feel like he did. You know, he was just like a presence. I just remember seeing him all the time and always thinking he was so hot. And so when he showed up on Felicity as this character, Eli, I think was his name. Yeah. Actually, the person who takes Felicity's virginity. He did. He was an artist. lost his chance. Yeah. I don't know. Just something about that just felt very of the time. Yes. (laughs) Totally agree. So what might be fun is to look at other shows that debuted in 1998. Yes. Some big ones, actually. There are some big ones. So first we have Sex in the City. Yeah. Charmed. Dawson's Creek. That 70s show, which we just saw, they're working on that 90s show. Yes, with all of the original characters except for Danny Masterson and who wants him there anyway. Exactly. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with that. Me too. The King of Queens. One I watched, Will and Grace. Yes. Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place. Another one I watched. I just shared that. The intro. The intro the other day. Yeah. Yeah, And I forgot that they had changed the name after season two. It just changed to. Two guys. Two guys and a girl. Yeah. Yeah. This one surprised me. The challenge. Yeah. was 98. MTV's The Challenge. It was Real World Road Rules Challenge when it first started. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it should have started earlier than that. But Mm -hmm. not, you know, I mean, that they were only six years into the real world at that point. And the road rule and the road rules and road rules, I think, had just started a little bit after real world. So also when Whose Line Is It Anyway? I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, me too. This one, I don't know. Two of a kind. That is with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh, okay. I did not watch that. (laughs) Mm hmm. Young Hercules with a young Ryan Gosling. Was it really? Yeah. I didn't watch that. That was post Mickey Mouse Club. Mm. The Wiggles. (laughs) Animorphs. And Celebrity Deathmatch. Do you remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Oh, totally. That was so entertaining. I know. It was so unique. It was like claymation. I know. We're going to talk more about that actually in an upcoming episode. So I don't want to talk too much about it right now. Well- We did it. We finally finished Felicity. Hooray. Now I can watch season two. Hooray. (laughs) We also have to get into season two of Beverly Hills 90210 because we already covered season one. So I think maybe we kind of need to go back and forth between the two. Although I do not commit to doing all seasons of Beverly Hills 90210. No. Because there are 10 of them. And eventually it hits a wall. Yeah. I think that we should probably just do like the high school episodes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because I've been rewatching and I'm into the college episodes now and I'm just not as nostalgic about those. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's just the high school ones for me, really. Maybe a little bit of the first college season, but that's about it. Yeah. So anyway, well, I appreciate you watching this with me and embracing it the way that you did eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Now I got you. Well, thank you for being patient with me. I know it was a labor of love to get me to consistently watch it. (laughs) You're welcome. Everybody take it easy. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.